Undiscovered Planet podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stefani. of the week again. Welcome to Undiscover Planet Podcast with me, Damo Sims, and my best mocker in the world, Mr. Nick Stepani. Yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! The town crier is in the building. How are we doing, Nick? Uh, I'm great. How are you? I, little I, chicken nugget. I'm always better for this moment of the week because I look forward to this with so much anticipation. I can't. It's like Christmas every week. Well, do you know what my response to that would be? I don't know. Love your long time. Stop doing there that. You go. You've got you to stop much. pressing that button, Nick. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mate, before you know we... What, though? No, I've got to say this. Yeah. I've got to say this yeah. because I was so excited about doing today's show. I thought... You know, what we're going to be inundated with with people yes. being finished. If anybody knows what we're talking about, then that's great. If you don't, then, you know, it, what is it, a tupa? She's, she's a, a, a tulpa. A tulpa? A tupa. Stupid, stupid boy. You absolute, you... <laughs> oh. <laughs> not happening. Stupid boy, John. Tupa. How do you pronounce it, Damo? Tulpa. It's, 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 I think it's T-U-L-P-A, Tulpa. P-A, that's what I've got. And I just, yeah, okay, fair yeah, enough. Tulpa. Anyway. Should, we, should, we, should we tell people that don't know what a Tulpa is, just briefly what a Tulpa is? Yeah, go for it. Right. You, you go for it, and then I'll describe Phyllis. Okay, just, it came off the back of a story we were doing where we were looking into an experiment called the Philip Experiment. And Philip Experiment was, uh, it was done over in America on one of the states, it was university. And the idea was that if collectively a group of people believed and kind of um, uh, conceived, believed and created a, a, a physical, well, they were trying to create a ghost. They were trying to create with, with collective energy a ghost that they could interact with. They had some really strange uh, and shocking uh, activity that happened from the back of that. Now, the, the, a tulpa is something which can be created when so many people believe in something, they, they form it into reality. So that's a tulpa. And we wanted our own tulpa, didn't we, Nick? We certainly did. We certainly did. Um, but as I said, nothing to report this week but if you do spot a phyllis and it's a lady in her 60s five foot two gray short curly hair she's got a lumberjack jacket on and dungarees we need photo evidence or video evidence yeah if you see that woman she's a tulpa there's no way that woman walks around there's no No. way well who was it who saw saw well she she said that she saw saw her at the bus stop she, she saw it. Morning. Somebody in London wanted it. I've forgotten the lady's name now, but it was in London somewhere. Yeah. The first sighting of our. Ba- was it in Battersea? Yeah. I think it was Battersea. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, sorry, it, whoever it was. We will get your name. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But she was Thank seen. So the much. first sighting of, of <laughs> Phyllis, our Tolpe, was in Battersea in, in, in London. So keep a lookout, guys. Look out for our, our Phyllis. Uh, next, obviously, describe Great. what she looks like there. And. Um, we, we want to... Let's get her that real. We can get her on the show. How about that? 
Oh, God, you imagine that? That'd be, That'd be freak. That'd be freaky, mate. Amazing. Email us, undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com. So, Damien, what's on today's show? Well, we've got quite a crazy show today, and it's something that I yeah. am, um, I've always loved. Uh, I've always been absolutely fascinated with. I think there's lots of strands of reality as well as fantasy that kind of intermingle and make it. Um, also, also a lot of strands of hair. Yes, yes. Because yeah, thank you. What we're going to talk about in tonight's show, Nick, is werewolves, dogmen, and other cryptids. Similar to that, these are lycanthropes. Oh yeah. Rare love. It's a rare love. Yes. <laughs> I, I think, just for our, just for our amusement, oh we, every time we say werewolf, we should say it like that. Like what? Okay, we're going like to talk what? about rare love. Okay, so... Rare love. So we can say dogman, that's fine, but rare yeah. love. Okay, okay. We've I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Hey, Nick, Nick, before we get into the show, because I do know there's yeah. something that you've got for us, just to let you know, uh, America, hello, America. You're there with us. And, and we hello, all United States of America. Oh, yeah, and we're building up there really nicely, so we are going through a few of the states. It'd be nice to get every one of the states. Is there 51 states in America? Is that right? Or 50? There's a lot, There's a lot, Damon. It's 50, don't I think. Push, don't, don't push me on that, Okay, please. I think it's 50. Uh, uh, and obviously we got the people over and uh, we had India, uh, we had uh, Holland, we had France, and now... Oh, oh oui, oui. Oui, oui, je n'en ai pas. Qu'est-ce toi de poule ma chambre? Yeah, I've got a story. I've got a story. But guess who we've got now, Nick? Argentina. Yeah, Spain. We, well, close. No, actually, I'd seen a South America, ain't it? For some <laughs> reason, then, I thought you'd mention somewhere like Madrid in the ad. Oh, where, where have we got? Where have we got? Spain. Oh, hello to the Spanish. Yeah, and what a great hello. country that is. So, hi, all the guys in Spain. Thank you for joining us. Um, and yeah. share the love, man. Share the love. Absolutely. Many happy times working in Spain, I've got to say that. So cheer, Mike, to all the people I met and a very, very special young lady who I met, which I oh. cannot talk about no more. Oh. But yeah, it was all good. It was fantastic. You know, one of these, um, well, I could, couldn't call it a holiday romance. It was like a, a brief fling working romance. And then she left. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> oh, it brings back memories. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm so listen, listen, Nick. Nick. Oh, thank you. I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to give you an ah. Oh. But, but, so can we get, can we get the lady's name, or was that, is that too much? Phyllis. What's the name, Phyllis? <laughs> oh, that's the best way to get rid of me. Um, no, Nick. her name was Jess. Okay, Jess, if you're listening, Jess, uh, Nick uh, wants you to reach out again, I'm pretty sure, to say hi. Um, and uh, you never know. So, yeah, it's been many a year. You've probably got kids and everything. That'd be nice catch up, won't you, Nick? Yeah, I've got a child, but does that matter? No. No. I'm still practising. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen, look, 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 well, sorry, we're going to talk today's show. We're going to talk about rare roles. But then. before we go into rare roles, um, Wayne, our beautiful 
gorgeous, avid listener from Oxfordshire. He has got in touch. He's written in. And Wayne says, hey, I haven't shared this with many people, but back in 2019, my son and I were sitting on the sofa. My, my son at the time was around 10. We were teasing the dog, trying to make it bark, when suddenly we both witnessed a quick grey blur shoot across the room from the living room door. It knocked a small picture off the wall and it landed on the floor. We exchanged shocked glances. And to this day, I find myself pondering what that mysterious flash could have been. So, Damo, I asked permission, could I read this out? He said, absolutely. But what I would love, Nick, is an interview. So I phoned him and this is what we spoke about. Okay, Wayne, tell me what's been going on. Okay, Nick. Um, okay, it was back in 2019. Um, it's when I, was, I still lived in a family house in Brackley. Uh, it was on a Sunday. I'm, I'll try and be as specific as possible. Uh, me and my son was in the living room, um, in the corner of the actual living room on a sofa. And we was teasing the dog, basically making him bark, and he was... It was barking his head off, you know. Yeah, um, as you would normally do with a uh, a family pet. Of course, we of course it wasn't teasing him to be nasty. We just just playing with him, and he used yeah. to bark, and we used to make him, and he was doing that. Okay, and we both sat on the sofa, and so this like flash of it was like grey, like a black flash, come from the living room door, right, straight over our heads. And knocked a little picture off the wall. A little picture about six inches by six inches. It physically knocked that picture off the wall. It physically knocked it off. The picture knocked on the, it from the floor. Yeah. Me and my son looked at each other. We just say, "What the hell was that?" We both looked at it. We was in shock, really, more than anything. Okay. How, how, old, how old was your son at the time, Wayne? He must. He must have been about ten years old. Gosh. Wow. And I just looked at him, and he looked at me, and went, "What the hell was that?" And I just. It, it wasn't no bad feeling or anything. It wasn't none, none of that. Because I got straight up and I picked pick the, the picture up, yeah. looked at it and put it straight back on the wall. And what about but your it, son? What about your son? What what, what was his uh, emotions like? Well, he was just in shock more than anything. He was, he just, we just couldn't believe what it was. We, well, I can't explain it. I mean, <laughs> you know. Wow. I mean, I... Uh, the, the picture, I asked my ex-wife last night what the picture said. Right. I said, can you tell me what that picture said in, in the room? Because obviously I'm not there anymore. Yeah. And she said, um, who needs lots of friends when you have a sister as a best friend? Right. Okay. And because I just thought, you know, I just wanted to know what it said and whether it actually means anything. So because just say, just say that again. So the picture said, who needs lots of friends when you have a best sister as a best friend? Okay, who needs lots of friends when you've got a sister as a best friend? And do you have a sister? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a sister, and also my ex-wife's got a sister as well. Okay. So I don't know who it relates to. What it was. Well, has it ever happened to your ex-wife? Nothing's ever happened in that house, no. Um, but to be honest... Um, just a few months prior to it, I went. We went for a sleepover, Oxford Castle. Okay, yeah. And we nice. were doing it. It was like an organised tour, and yeah. I was standing 
in the doorway of where they used to bring the prisoners down into the courtyard, you know, to do what they were going to do, you know. And I had this overwhelming feeling of sickness. I felt faint. And I actually physically had to leave that room because it it made me feel so ill. I've never felt that before in my life, Nick. And I've been to a few Mm. ghost hunts in my time. And have you, when you left the room, were you, did you feel okay? Absolutely fine. Since I left left that room, I felt absolutely fine, but... Okay, so I'm what, outside I mean, in, the, in the shop. The the reason I'm saying that is because obviously you know people listening to this way might say, okay, you know, you've had a long day, you've had um, no food, no drink, you're going to be, you know, you're going to feel like that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't the case, is what you're saying? Well, no. As soon as I left that, as soon as I left that room, I felt I was talking to one of the organisers, and they said it's quite common. It happens here, you know, to a lot of people. So I said, okay, okay, I'll I'll just rest for ten minutes and I'll I'll go back in. Yeah. So, well, after about ten minutes, I went back in. I went up the uh, up the stairs, up this up the tower, and I was physically had to stop. I physically had to stop going to these stairs because I really I felt as if I was going to faint. I, I was that ill, Nick. And how, <laughs> he was that ill. Sorry to laugh, but um, yeah, I was. No, no. I, I was oh, oh, bless you. Gosh, I mean, how did that make you feel, Wayne? Well, I've never felt that before. I mean, I've, I've been to Warwick Castle. I've been to. I had an experience there, but I've never felt like this before in Oxford Castle. I've never felt like that in my life. And it was a feeling of, like, dread, almost. And, like, dread, sickness. Wow. Gosh. And it's as though went inside me, because it, 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 when he was talking, he was saying, this is where we used to come down the stairs, bring the prisoners down. Yeah. And then through that door into the courtyard. And I was standing in that doorway, and I just felt overwhelming, like, it was like, like a force almost. Well, do you know what? Nobody can take that experience away from you, Wayne. I mean, the sceptic in people might say, well, you know, that, that the chap who's giving the tour or whatever is putting suggestions into your mind. Now, wh- whether that is or not, the point is you felt the way you felt. So yeah. nobody can take that away from you. I just want to go back to um, – the reason why you got in touch with the uh, Undiscovered Planet podcast, Wayne. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so I'll just go back a step. And so, so I went to Oxford Castle, and this episode at home with, with the actual, I like, I, the, you know, the episode with the actual picture. Yeah. Whether something got inside of me, I took something back to the house, you know, something bad. Oh, so um, it was after. It was after yeah, this was after the event at Oxford Castle, yeah, uh, just a few months after. Right. And it was literally a few months after that, I, I left the family house. So whether, I keep thinking whether it's something trying to get me out, trying to get me out of the house. Okay. I don't know. I, that's what I just, I got yeah. in contact trying to get, see if anybody's got an explanation, if anybody else has had an experience like this. Right, okay. So if anybody has had a similar situation like this then please do get in touch undiscovered planet at hotmail.com is our email address um i've got to say wayne i've over the years when, when i was heavily heavily involved in paranormal investigations I, I i traveled the country and some of the places that i visited were just residential homes just like you were describing um and surprised me because a lot of dark energy and you can just walk into a place and you you can feel it straight away 
and it mm, d- doesn't yeah, doesn't yeah. automatically mean it's evil it, it's this and that you know um but i've got to say the majority of those places were quite cluttered and i'm not oh, okay. I, I don't want to suggest that your place is is cluttered i mean flipping out you want to see my place sometimes it is very cluttered Yes, yes. <laughs> Another time, just like a show house. Yeah. But, That's it. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying, I don't know if all I can talk about is, is my personal experiences. And, and that's that's what I've found over the years. Often when people, and especially there was this one particular house, Wayne, and this, oh, it, I, not, I don't want to say hoarding, but it was on the verge of hoarding. And oh, really? No. This chap never opened his curtains and he's he's never let oh, really? fresh no. air didn't let fresh air through the through the ah. house so you know that's so quite a dark place anyway yeah very dark yeah. place anyway yeah um in terms of that experience though Wayne, is that the only time it's happened just the once that's the only time um i've not had anything since then i've not had nothing it was literally that time uh, my son will vouch. We often talk about it, and I've only spoke to a couple of people about it. I spoke to my ex-wife about it, and it's as though it's they tried to dismiss it, possibly because it's in their house. They don't like to talk about it, but yeah, that's understandable. Me and my son yeah. can. We still talk about it to this day. You know, every time I see him, he's we we say, "Do you remember that in in the living room?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah," and he was, like, you know, and we we still can't answer, you know, to what it was, but it was like yeah. a grey, almost black. Was and it, it was, was it, it went like, at the speed of. Was it like a mist? It was, but it it went so fast. It literally flew across our heads, right over the top. Wow! And, and what size was it? But like? it was. Well, it was going so fast. I'd say it was probably about four. I'd say about two two feet. I'd say Nick, because it, it was going so fast. My yeah, goodness, yeah, it was wow. big. It, it was big. Blimey. And it, it, it went so fast, it, it, like, like a flash it was. It was like a flash. And there was nobody else in the house. Just literally me and my son, the and dog. You, and your dog, yeah. Yeah, it, it was almost somebody was like telling us to shut up, almost, because we were making a dog bark. That's, that's how it seemed. And it certainly made us stop. <laughs> okay. Definitely did well, make us stop. Well, what I'll do, Wayne, I will continue this conversation with Damo to see if he has any thoughts and uh, any, okay, anything, that's great. anything to add to it. And, of course... If anybody else out there has had a similar event taking place in their home or, or, or wherever, your workplace, let us know. Get in touch. Email us at undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com. Damo, what do you make of that? It's an absolutely fascinating story. Thank you, Wayne, for, for speaking to us as well. Um, it's really good of you. It's it's very strange that you should have that story on as well because it's a hot topic at the minute. It's a really hot topic, the idea of these shadow people and that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. only the other day, actually, up at the escape rooms, uh, somebody finished playing a game and said to me, something very similar to what, what yeah. Wayne was... Yeah, honestly, to, to what Wayne yeah. was on about. So the fact that there's, there's various people um, out there who, who are having exactly the same kind of experiences... Um, and obviously we spoke about them last week, so if you haven't listened to that, guys, do listen to that. What, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, you spoke to Wayne personally. You Did, did you get a, a, a positive vibe from him? And he sounded extremely sincere. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for the listeners that um, maybe don't know much about myself, Damo, I actually know Wayne. 
I've known okay. Wayne. I went to school. I went to school with Wayne. Um, and yeah, he, he's a he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's always been so supportive. Um, but the point is, Damon, I was not there, so yeah. I can't. You know, it's one of those things. But having said that, I can appreciate what Wayne has. You know, the, the emotions that he was speaking about because I've been in situations myself where I've seen, like, the corner of the eye thing. Peripheral vision. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. But the fact that this entity, call it what you want, actually physically knocked a little picture off the wall and there was a little message on that picture. Was that a meaning? Were, you know, did it happen for a reason? Or was it just just happening? I... In fact, it has only happened just the once that they are aware of. So I don't know, but it is so intriguing. And Wayne did say that um, if you're up for it, Damo, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have a chat with, with Wayne's son on a future episode. Yeah, that'd be brilliant, actually. I'd, I'd look forward good, to that. It, it's good, isn't it, to, 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 to get a, a you know perspective of an adult, but to get an actual child to relive and, and, and talk open and honest, I think, is a good thing. That that would be, I think, quite cool. Um, and these these lots, we have had a few other people as well. Uh, t- to be fair, who've contacted us and said that they want to to come on and speak. Just so people do do know as well, we can we can do it live and speak to you now as we are. Uh, all that Wayne did, we can do a pre-recorded. So it's you know, there's no pressure to speak to somebody. It's just talking on the phone to us or coming into one of the studios and talking to us, whichever. Um, but yeah, do keep them things coming in. And thank you so much, Wayne, um, for that. Re- really enjoyed the story, mate. Really did. Just goes to show because Wayne started the conversation to me saying I haven't shared this with many people, Nick. Well, so we, had, I, we had a similar I, thing. I just think, well done to you, Wayne. Well done for speaking out. And thank you for getting in touch. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Right. Okay. Well, listen, well, I think it's now time to talk all things their world. Are you up for it? I'm up for a bit of their roof. So what I'm going to do is, I think we'll start this off with, um, tell me if uh, you recognise this audio I'm about to play. Now, I'm really sorry to be upsetting you, but I have to warn you. Warn me? We were attacked by a werewolf. I'm not listening to this. On the moors, we were attacked by a lycanthrope, a werewolf. I was murdered, an unnatural death. And now I walk the earth in limbo until the werewolf's curse is lifted. Shut up. The wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed. It's you, David. What? Please believe me. You'll kill people. Nurse! Listen to me! Nurse! The supernatural, (laughs) the power of darkness, it's all true. The undead surround me. Have you ever talked to a corpse? It's boring. I'm lonely. Take your life, David. Kill yourself before you kill others. Please don't cry. 
beware the moon, David. That is from the classic film American Werewolf in London from uh, 1981. Yeah. Have you, have, you must have seen 1981. that. 1981. 1981. Yeah, have you haven't? The year I was born, I have seen yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. John Landis, brilliant it. film, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and do you know what? It's, I don't think it's ever been surpassed. I don't think no, as, I don't as, think as, a, as a, a werewolf film it's ever been surpassed really now. That is what you call a cult film. Oh, yeah. Just so full of humour, horror, um, the acting in it's brilliant, the effects were... I mean, even now, now today when we've got all the um, CGI, it's still... You can't do that same transformation no. when... when uh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, when it, when it changes, absolutely amazing. So, yeah, we're talking about werewolves, we're talking about Dogman, uh, we're talking about, about... what? Sorry, we're talking about what? Werewolves, <laughs> Dogman, and uh, Lycanthropes. These various, various um, explanations uh, and descriptions Can I just ask, why, why call... Why Lycanthrope? A, a Lycanthrope is... Um... Do you know what I thought it used to be called? A lightning throat. <laughs> No, it's not a lightning throat. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with yeah. you, I think it's got to something to do with. Um, there was a, there was an ancient Greek story, a Greek tale, something to do. I think it was Zeus who turned yeah. a king or somebody called Lycan. Um, he, he, this this Lycan had sacrificed a child right. to Zeus, oh, and yeah. uh, and kind of disgust, he uh, turned him into a wolf. Um, so he had to live right. out the rest of his life as a wolf, and, and th- th- I think that's where they get the word lichen from, is because it was King so Lichen. Similar to Hocus Pocus, where Zachary Binks gets turned into a witch, he's got to live the entire time as a cat. Hey, believe it or not, mate, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. Oh, come on. I haven't, man. I haven't. I'm talking about the original, mate. Mate, I'm... You put a spell on me. Oh, I know, I, I know the kind of bits and mods, but it's me, it's not witches, it's a werewolf that I'm mainly into. Okay, guys. okay, we're talking werewolves. Yes, so okay. shall, shall we, let's talk werewolves. So uh, there have been various reported encounters uh, with werewolves in the UK. There's been lots in the UK. Yeah. We, we can get in the UK? Them. Yes, yes. Yeah, people think it's wow. all... It's what all what the, areas? What areas of the UK? Well, I'm going to give you a stat now. You're going to love this stat. That in the last 10 years, there have been what they call um, 21 credible sightings. When they say credible, they mean that these have been reported from, I presume what they're saying is people that had no kind of gain um, from kind of reporting these things. So we're talking about like um, rangers, um, like uh, forest rangers, police, Civil uh, servants, you know, people who work in positions that it would kind of it'd be bad if they came out and said to, in the public. So there's been 21 yeah. credible sightings in the UK. Now, that's a lot. Now, only one of them was outside of a place called Canic Chase. Which is not far from you. Which is not far from me. It's very close to me. And it's, it's, um, it's actually a massive Massive area. I think it's twenty six square miles wide. Um, it's uh, it, it's a forested area. Uh, there's these you literally could get lost there quite easily. It's also if people do a little search on Google, um, they will find not just a rare roads, but they will find lots and lots of encounters. These the pig man, um, the black eyed children, these slender man, which I don't have a buy into them. Um, these the off one of the most. Um, 
frequently seen uh, characters there as a lady who's a half naked lady who's seen on the crossroads and she's half naked from the waist up and people to see her standing there uh, I think she's normally seen as upset she's standing on the crossroads um but these these the we will uh, bigfoot we have a bigfoot sightings there large snake that sightings that was just me that, that that was just me that was just you having a wonder um black <laughs> yeah. panther sightings um you name it people right. have, have spotted it it's like a massive hotbed in fact I personally sure. think with with um, somebody with a lot of time, if I got more time, I think I would just bait, base myself in all my spare time going up there and just researching constantly because you would find continual stuff. Uh, like I say, UFOs, Bigfoot, I mean, Bigfoot's been sighted there. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's a hotbed, but it's also a massive hotbed. Now, the reason that the levels are quite um, close to my heart is many, many moons ago, um, I I used to write for a local paper just to, as a bit of fun. And when I say fun, obviously I did it because I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid for it. But I just did it kind of a hobby. It was like a hobby. And yeah. um, during one of these kind of um, bits of research, I found out about the, the werewolf of Canic Chase. I ended up speaking to eight different individuals personally who'd seen various wolf-like creatures. When I say various, they were they were all all shockingly similar to each other, all in and around kind of chase. So and can, these people didn't they had no connections with each other. No, they were all in, no, individual. People. Absolutely no connections with each other. They just had these experiences. It's it's. Wow. The, I can tell you that the um, the kind of the, the tech sheet of the things that w- they all reported. So they always reported it looked like a massive wolf dog, and it would always be. It would always start off where it was on all fours. And this, right. when it got it got startled or it noticed that somebody had seen it, it witnessed it, it would rear up onto its hind legs. Its front legs would drop down like they were arms by the side of it. They were always said it was around about um, between six and eight foot tall. And then it would run off on its hind legs. It would run off standing up. Really? So again, I think if someone's out there to try and like kind of fantasise and kind of make a story sound like amazing... He wouldn't just say that this massive beast stands up on its own legs and then no. gives it legs. How, lo- how long from, you know, what sort of time frame are we looking at in terms of the, the sightings? Was it over a week, a couple of months? Oh, no, years? no, no. Mate, these, these come in all every week. If, 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 if I spoke again to the local paper up at Canic, um, which I think is called the Canic Post, um, I speak to people up there during my investigation who were saying, I said, so, uh, same question, how long ago were these? And they said, we're going to have a week, mate. Sorry? Yeah, we're right, going to okay. Let, let me put a, a point to you right now. Let's yeah. get in touch with the newspaper. We'll get our team onto that. Josh. Yes. Emma. And um, what we're going to do, hopefully, you, will send you, I'll be here in a gorgeous little cosy studio. With Josh, um, or I might send him up with you. We'll get you out okay. in the field, okay. yeah, at Canic Chase. We'll do a special broadcast from there. We'll 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 put a press release out, yeah, and see if anybody comes forward, and we'll get them there with you to co-host with you. All right, and uh, let's do that. Come on, yeah, let's do let's, it. Let's, let's we do can it. do that because we, yeah, we can we can we can get a, a setup up there. We can record from there. So let, let's do it. We, we can come live to you um, while we're, we're at Canic Chase and, and report back right. any findings that we're having. 
Why have I got to go into the lion's den? Why is he well, me? you're close to it. I'm in oh. Northamptonshire. You're, you're up there in this kind of chain. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Let's do it. Um, okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, also, you, Eastern European kind of uh, Germany, uh, these kind oh. of areas were always historically uh, had lots and lots of reporting. So, it says here, in the 18th century, the beast of uh, Gavadon is Javadon. Mate, don't laugh. You know, I'm shit at this. <laughs> was believed to be a, a werewolf or a wolf-like creature that, that terrorised the countryside, attacking and killing numerous people. The stories of this creature spread across Europe and to the UK, uh, leading to fears of encountering a similar creature in those areas. In more recent times, there have been reported sightings of mysterious creatures resembling werewolves or dogmen in different parts of the UK. These encounters are often shared through urban legends, eyewitness accounts, uh, or online forums. It does say, obviously, but they lack substantial evidence because that's the point. You know, everything that's ever seen, it's always on a grainy film. It's always, you know, just too far away or the lighting was just too bad. And I get that. I do get that. But I also don't think that there are thousands of people every year that report back these things that are all completely mistaken or looking for five seconds of stardom kind of thing. They're not. Um, yeah. Because let's be honest, like I say, the, these aren't the kind of things that would get you notoriety and get you onto, you know, TV shows and make you money. It just wouldn't. Um, you could argue that, that there's that many reportings of them that, yeah, I, obviously I believe that some of them are made up. I think some of them could be hoaxes that people are set up for trying to scare people. Um but there's, there's also got to be things that are real. These things we don't understand, Nick. There really is things yeah. we don't understand. Well, of course there is. Yeah. Um, well, there's lots. So the, many. So we, we yeah, can, can it chase? We will do that, mate. Um, there's also something I want to talk about now. This, I hope nobody is eating while I read out this next one. Um, have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Peter Stumps? No. Right. Don't believe so. No, it doesn't ring a ding dong. Right. Well, let me tell you. Just, just kind of put your feet up, chill, and listen to this this story of a gentleman. I say gentleman. He wasn't actually. He was an absolute uh, horrendous monstrosity of a person, and you'll understand why in a minute. So, in the year this. Uh, there's literally work, a literal publication that was done in 1612. Peter Stump's story was widely known throughout Europe. However, as the centuries passed, this tale gradually faded into obscurity, and any written accounts about this unfortunate man became lost in the annals, I'm glad I said annals, right, of history. So, in 1920, an English clergyman and an author named Montague Summers aspired a long-forgotten pamphlet in the British Museum detailing the singular case of a person called Peter Stump. It's D, it's, it's D, it's not Steve, it's S-T-U-M-P-P, if anybody wants to search him. It's S-T, double P. yeah, it's double P. So the pamphlet goes into detail on Stump's life, including his crimes and the trial that ensured uh, after his capture. Almost everything we know about this event came from these 16 pages. So who was Peter Stump? Peter Stump was a wealthy farmer in the rural community of Bedburg, located in the electorate of Cologne, Germany. Uh, it is possible that Peter Stump 
was not his real name. <laughs> he's German. That doesn't sound... Imagine yeah, Stump. Could Peter Stump. Um, but a nickname earned because he lost... Oh, shit. I should have read this bit first. Uh, because he lost his left hand in an accident. So it's probably like a nickname. They called him Peter Stump. Um, okay. But that's where, how you will find his story. And another alias was uh, Abel Griswold. So Peter Stump was born in the, in the mid 1500s, possibly around 1564, in the village of Emperor near Bedburg. He had two children, a girl called Belle, or Sybil, um, who was around 15 years old, and a son of an unknown age. He, he was a widow. Stump was also known for his amicable character, as described in this 1590 English pamphlet. It says, and quote, he would go through the streets of Cologne, Bedburg, and Enpath. Uh, in communal habit and very civilly as one well known to all the inhabitants thereabout and oftentimes was he saluted of those uh, who were friends and children that they didn't know he had actually butchered through nothing suspected for the same. So starting from the mid-1560s, an increasing number of cattle around Bedburg began turning up dead, where their abdomens were ripped open and mutilated. The villagers naturally suspected it was wolves, but when women and children uh, of the town also began to fall victims to these attacks, the town folks became convicted that something more sinister was at play. People became afraid to venture out of their houses, and whenever they did, they did only in large armed groups. Sometimes, when travelling from one town to another, they would find dismembered limbs of victims strewn in the field. These sights sent panic through the populace. When a child would go missing, the parent would immediately assume all was lost and that the wolf had taken another victim. The attacks continued for 25 years, during which time countless numbers of men, women, children, cattle and sheep were devoured by the vile creature. In 1589, there was an extraordinary incident. Some children were playing in a meadow when suddenly out of the woods emerged a wolf who caught a young girl by the collar of her coat. But the collar was so stiff and well made that the wolf was unable to pierce through it. So he tried to bite it. This wolf did. Uh, the men gave chase, and soon the animal had the animal cornered. But as they moved in for the kill, they found that the wolf had disappeared, and in its place was Peter Stump. It's unclear whether the men actually saw the wolf transform into Stump, uh, or he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the story was that Peter Stump was a werewolf. Um, now. Pfft, Either way, Stump was captured and tortured on a rack, eventually resulting in his confession to the number of horrific uh, crimes. Stump claimed that he'd been practising black magic since he was 10 years old. He confessed to having made a pact with the devil, who in return had given him a magic girdle that allowed him to transform into the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like fire, a mouth great and wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body and mighty paws. Removing the belt would just change him back to a human form. Stump declared, uh, sorry, claimed that he had tossed the belt into a certain valley and the magistrate sent to it to be retrieved, but no belt was ever found. So Stump confessed to killing and eating 14 children, two pregnant women, whose fetuses he ripped from their wombs and they ate uh, yeah, Lord Almighty, I can't read all that out. Stump even oh, confessed oh. to killing. Stump even confessed to killing his own son, 
whose oh, brains he reported to have eaten. Stump was also accused of and later confessed to having an incestuous... Oh, no, incestuous relationship with his daughter. Stop it, stop it. Stop this it. man is... Can we continue? Yeah, I'm going to try to keep some of the things out. Oh, his his yeah. son is thought to be the result. Oh, his son was thought to be the result of the relationship he had with his daughter. In addition to this, he confessed to having um, Bob Bob Bob. Oh, I can say that. But he was confessed. He also confessed that he had intercourse with a, a succubus, a succubus, succubus sent to him by the devil. Um, so for his crimes, Dump was put to death in the most gruesome way possible. If you want to know how he was put to death. You say no, so let's do it. His body was laid on a wheel with red hot burning uh, pincers. The flesh from his body was pulled off from his bones on several places, and after that, his legs and arms were broken with a wooden oh. axe. His body was decapitated and then burnt in a pyre. Is unfortunate. I, say, I, I say bring that back. Yeah, well, uh, for certain people, yes, I agree, mate. Uh, And his his unfortunate daughter and mistress, by the sound of things, was also put to the stake as an accessory to the murders as warning against similar behaviour. So we're talking a guy um, who, back in the 18th century, the the beast of... um, Gavadun, whatever you called it, I can't. I got to start learning these words because I can't say them. I just can't say. I, I struggle with English. Never mind from Stoke. Um, but what do you think of that, mate? That's that's crazy. So Peter Stump, well, what a story. Peter Stump, unbelievable. I mean, if that is true, then oh, it's true. Hell, it definitely is true. The the account that it, it's the, not a myth. It's not a myth. It, it, it's it's fact. The jury is out as to whether he could turn into a wolf or not. But the story of, of Peter Stump is absolutely true. So he he was he confessed to these murders. People had been murdered. He was put to death. So was his daughter. Um, and he was he was depicted as this wolf like creature. This is in Germany. Um, yeah. But I've got some. I mean, I, I've got oh, some great questions from there. Oh, I mean. Really, I mean, so I know. Obviously, clearly, you know, you, you didn't read the whole thing before that this was just off the cuff. So yeah, you were you were you caught unaware, so to speak. So some of it, so some of the content was rather rather strong. Yes, um, yes, but, I, I, I did water it down slightly. Honestly, mate, there's a lot more that's in the write-up right, that okay. I did not. You, you, well, we can put that in the show notes and yeah. um, put that link in there. Yeah, um, I think for me. I, did he turn into a werewolf or was there something negative attached to him that created you know what what he did so are we are we are we talking paranormal or are we talking because let's be honest mate there's lots of different strands and different levels here we can go on because so let's kind of list him we've got he was a werewolf okay that's one of them the other one is right, that one. he was he was um this would have been obviously terrible, terrible for him, but he was mentally ill. Two, yeah. Um, we've got that he was just an innocent guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was put onto a, a wheel and tortured to the point where he just said, okay, okay, it was me, because he couldn't stand the pain anymore and probably wanted just to accept death. And so he took that on. Yeah. So he could have just been the wrong person at the wrong time. Um, but so many questions, mate. There's so many questions about that. There's something that or, popped up. All of that rolled into one. Yeah, could be. It, it's normal as well, you know, that these stories start off with, it was a pact with the devil. 
It's what a, year did this happen? Uh, th- this was back in the old uh, six, uh, f- 1589. Blimey. Yeah. But let's, oh. let, let's, just, let's just play devil's advocate here. 1589, okay? Peter Stump goes out there, causes absolute mayhem, does most evil, despicable, disgusting things, okay? Now, times have changed, but that doesn't mean that if that was real, that that phenomenon has changed. Technology and, and us evolving as human beings wouldn't mean that that would go away. That would be, a, a, you know, something that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, perhaps since the beginning of time. The people, yeah. F, F, lycanthropy or werewolves, because um, these, these are also a condition, a lycanthrope, I think is called, um, as, as somebody that has a mental illness where they think they, can, they, they become a wolf. Not necessarily a werewolf, but they become a wolf. So some people can have it where um, during a full moon or certain times, they will just act out like a wolf, but, but more like, not like attacking humans, just act like a wolf. You know, really? yeah, yeah, eating out of a bowl, shitting in a corner. You know what I mean? Normal for you. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> but the, I would call that classy, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so the, the, there's lots of reasons. There's one, one, wow. one glaring question that that nobody, and I've read a few of these articles now. Not obviously not so. Yeah. As, I didn't know that was going to be so graphic. So I do apologise. And if you've got through this far, um, you probably well this is probably right up your street. Keep listening. <laughs> But there's a question that not one of the articles has come up with. I'm going to leave yeah. you one second. I'm just going to put you on the spot. Is there anything in that story that you go, wang on the wait a minute? There was one thing that in it that I thought, hang on, why has no one asked this question though? And it's about something that happened, not necessarily about him, but mm. something that happened in the story. Not to do with, not to do with the daughter? No, not the daughter, not the no. daughter. Shall, shall I tell okay. you? Shall, shall I tell okay, you what no, it is? Because yeah, yeah. This, this, mate, this, this needs to be a Discovery Channel documentary. This part does now, right? Okay. And I'll tell you what, mate, I'm telling you now, and or not, I promise you this, I've had lottery ticket tonight. If I'm in the lottery, and I hope I do, me and you, this is the first documentary we do together, this one, because wow. there's a certain part of the story that said... Um, that he uh, they gave chase, they found him, and that he claimed he could turn into it after he made a pact with the devil, and the devil gave him something, and he gave him a, a a girdle to put on, like a belt. Yeah. And he claimed that he removed it, and he threw, the he tossed it into a certain valley, uh, a valley somewhere. The magistrates sent people out to retrieve it, but they couldn't find it. Mate, what if... What if that belt still exists somewhere? Very true, very true. But what about corrosion over the years? Mate, the devil gave it to him. I'm yeah, pretty it's sure it's not corroded. like buying it. For, he's not had a got a Primark belt, has he? He's he's been know. he's been given a supernatural. Know. He's been given a supernatural. How do you know? How because do you the know devil gave it to him. How do you know that the devil gave him that and then it still couldn't be corroded? Because Peter Stump said, that, right, if it's been around that long, do you, do you think, yeah. can you imagine the scenario? <laughs> Hi, devil. Here are Yeah, cheers, Peter. Are you? Yeah, listen, about the deal that we had. Yeah, yeah, we're still on, aren't we, Peter? Yes, we're still on, mate, we're still on. And it was it was a belt. You said you'd give me a belt. Yeah, belt's here. Just checking. Just got to check. 
is is the belt likely to deteriorate and fall apart because the deal's off? <laughs> the deal's off as soon as the belt's broken. And the, and the devil would say, mate, oh god, we sorted it. this out. It's it's best quality. It's gonna it's gonna yeah. last the test of time. You're a werewolf for the rest of your life, my friend. All right, well I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But okay. I'm just saying you, we don't know. So a possibility of corrosion could have happened. Can't you let a guy dream? Oh, come on then, let's go out and look for it. Let's if go. You live. win the lottery. Stumps. Yeah, if you win the lottery. So stumps, stumps his belt. That's got to be a documentary, hasn't it? That'd be like cool. Or oh, imagine someone's I mean, yeah. found it, and somebody's got it, and all these rich people who, who collects weird stuff, they've got it somewhere, like in, in a, a kind of a, a case somewhere. Can you imagine that? Well, what happens if you've got it and you don't know what it is? I think by now, if somebody's had that, let's be honest, it's again, not to point the obvious out, but if you find a belt, you're not going to go, oh, I found a belt. You can take that home. What are you do with it? I'm going to stick it in a glass cabinet because I don't know what it is. It's gone round your waist, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. And then you're a wolf again. So whoever's found that, I think, this is what I would like to think <laughs> in my little fantasy world, that the magistrate sent people out. People knew what they were looking for. Somebody found that and thought, not on my watch, mate. I'm having there. Kept it, cherished it, passed it on as an heirloom through family. There's someone somewhere in Germany who's got that locked up, mate. Or... Anywhere else on earth? Because yeah, yeah. Could have been passed by. Was that your stomach? Just <laughs> my stomach just, ironically, <laughs> my stomach just growled. <laughs> Did you hear it? Oh, not this. <laughs> yes. Was oh, that a werewolf? It was a werewolf. A werewolf. Um, wait, so that, that's a fascinating story. Though. Yeah. But have you heard of the Beast of Bray Road? Can't talk about werewolves without mentioning that, can you? Well, I've got to say, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know much about werewolves. And I've never heard of the Beast of, of Bray Road until I did my little bit of research. My tiny, tiny, tiny bit of research. You tell me all about um, the Beast of Bray Road. Well, listen to this. The Beast of Bray Road is a cryptid reported in the 1980s near Elkhorn, Wisconsin, USA. Described as a bipedal wolf-like creature, it stands around six or seven feet tall with gray or brown fur and glowing eyes. Witnesses claim it has a canine snout, sharp teeth, and walks upright like a human. Sightings of this enigmatic creature have sparked speculation about its origins, ranging from a surviving prehistoric animal to a shapeshifter or werewolf. Local legends and media coverage have contributed to its fame, making it a popular subject in cryptozoology. While some consider it a product of misidentifications or hoaxes, the mystery of the Beast of Bray Road continues to captivate enthusiasts and remains an unsolved mystery. We are not alone. We're not, mate. So you're familiar with the Beast of Bray Road? Yeah, there's a, there's a few. I think, in fact, the Beast of Bray Road, I think they, they kind of more put that into the Dogman. If I'm right, the dogman kind of right. category. Um, yeah. There's a few that I know of. There's the Beast of Bray Road is one of them. These are the Mexican dogman. Um, these there was one in London as well. I'm pretty sure there was one in London. Quite a famous case of a werewolf that was there. Um, but yeah, Beast of Bray Road is a is a classic. But from what I gather, you know, the area of Bray Road, um, even though it's synonymous with the, the beast, um, it's only been sighted a couple of times on the road. 
Uh, and oh. then, and the rest of the times he's been, it's been uh, caught in like the wooded areas locally in that lot. So there's only a couple of times he's actually been spotted, and it's not been spotted for a long time. I think 1970s was the last time it was seen there. It's normally seen out in, in the uh, the wooded areas. So right, let, let, let me just put this to you for a moment, Damo. If you was out walking with your family, yeah, you're just going for a stroll, nice picturesque, maybe can it chase? you know, or just a, a local forest. Yeah. So you were just off guard and you saw something that resembles a rare role. Mm-hmm. Can you put your hand on your heart and tell me exactly what you think you would feel at that moment as you saw what you believe to be I think, for want of a better phrase, um, possibly a a snake would come out of an hole, um, out of his little cave. A turtle head? A a turtle's head would definitely be cranking, um, but I I do like the saying about the snake coming out of the cave. Um, On a serious note, naturally, as as a dad, you'd go into protective mode, but definitely far to a flight would go to level 11 out of 10. Um, I think what's terrifying about the idea of a, of, of a werewolf or a dogman uh, is the fact that um, even though Hollywood is do, does what it always does, which is it kind of it paints this picture of it being a fantastical thing, so we all think, oh, it's it's ridiculous to even discuss it. Um, I th- yeah, I'd be terrified. You'd be terrified, but but again, I think any any father or any mother or anybody who's, who's protective of somebody um, would put themselves in between the people that they love. Um, yeah. to try and protect them. I'd obviously want to know who's got the bloody belt on. I, I, all right, yeah. who got the belt? Um, Give me the belt. I'll be telling you, I've spoke to, I spoke to somebody who's a, a good friend of mine and I went to school with, and uh, he told me of an account of the resource of, of what he he described it, not reluctantly, because he kind of chuckled when he, he spoke about it, but when I asked him to describe it, he said, it just looked like the werewolf, like out of America of London. He claimed this... So just like this stereotypical Exactly like werewolf. it. Exactly like the American wow. of London. But he said this thing yeah. was um, the full width of, of a road. It was a country lane he was driving down. The full width of this country lane, um, so it's got, it's got the, the two different um, lanes. Um, yeah. It's tail... At one point, its tail, the tip of its tail and its nose, when it was fully stretched, completely covered the road. It was that big. Yeah. And he said... I, I mean, just while you were talking about that, Damon, I had I had an image in my head yeah. of a werewolf, but I was standing looking at it, and it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking, you know, over eight foot. Yeah, and, 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 and another thing that's very strange now is that most people who cite them say that they are extremely muscular, as in like hulking-looking, massive, which, which again goes against what we think. We think of werewolves like, I don't know, Twilight, you know, this idea of just yeah. this great big wolf. It's not like that. It's, it's almost like, um, I suppose it's almost like a, a, a dog, but like a powerlifter. He, he was describing it as huge. Black as well. He said it was actually jet black, shiny, uh, like the skin was dead, like shiny in that lot. Um, but a huge, wow. massive creature, and it See, wasn't phased. That, that would be really interesting if, for example, we witnessed somebody turning into a, a werewolf 
and that person was of slender build. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We would play this, wouldn't we? Oh, I've got all tingly, Dave. I have, like I say, I've, I'll be honest with you. Me, me bum right now is like a rabbit's nose. It's twitching I'm only that fast. saying that I'm, I'm going tingly because I've got a kitten. I've seen it. it, it it's just been. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to be totally honest with you. It was just boring up my scrotum. What a beautiful cat! <laughs> Not your scrotum. The cat's beautiful. <laughs> well, you, you purring. Yeah, beautiful. Wait till the, the beautiful one like that, mate, and it's beautiful having a cat. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine living without my animals, but the state of animals at my house right now, I've now stopped counting the cats. How many you got? I think... <laughs> <laughs> he, he I think, think, you think, that? I think we've got nine. But I don't oh. count them. I don't count them just in case I go for counting them and I go, hang on, I've counted 11. There's there's another two that have come in. It's clear to me that you love your animals, don't Yeah, well, the the new addition is, again, it was a family member couldn't look after this cat because um, a member of the the household, they found out it was um, allergic to cat hair. It's quite a long-haired cat. It looks a bit like uh, one of these Persian cats. Um, So it was a case of, you know, the messy said, what do you want to do? Can we bring her? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, bring her around. And I said, look, any signs of aggression, you know, we can't, we can't have a living like that. But they got on straight away. <laughs> they got on love straight away. Long time. Shut up! Let, talking about love you long time, I think it's I've waited long, long enough tonight. I think I've waited long enough tonight for what I always, always waited with anticipation for. Okay, well, let's do the Barney's Supernatural Quiz. Yeah! Yeah! So on today's Supernatural Quiz, we are talking all things werewolf. All things are you what, ready, sorry? Demo? All things what? Werewolf. That's what I'll do, that'll do. Okay, so, Demo, I want to see how you measure up with all things werewolf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Now, Damo, of course, if you get the correct answer, you'll hear this noise. Nice. If you give me an incorrect answer, you'll hear this noise. Are you there? Are you there? Is that what a werewolf said? Are you there? Are you there? Okay, right. There's no um, 15... Well, there is. Is there a 15 second? Yeah, I can do the 15 seconds on the top, mate. Okay. Right. Question number... Are you ready, Damon? I'm ready, Nick. Okay, question number one. According to folklore, what is the most common method... And oh, By the way, feel free to play along at home. Yeah, play along, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Okay, here we go. Stand by and action. According to folklore, what is the most common method for someone to become a werewolf? Is it A, being bitten by a werewolf, or B, being scratched by a werewolf? 15 seconds on the clock. According to folklore, what is the most common method for someone to become a werewolf? Is it A, 
being bitten by a werewolf or B, being scratched by a werewolf? Damo, is it A or is it B? I think it's A, being bitten by a werewolf. Well done, Damo. Well done. Moving on to question number two. In many werewolf legends... You started this. (laughs) Excuse me. I know. In many rare rogue legends, during what phase of the moon does a person transform into a rare rogue? 15 seconds on the clock. Oh, sorry, hold on. A, (laughs) full moon, or B, new moon. 15 seconds on the clock, mate. In many rare rogue legends, during what phase of the moon does a person transform into a rare rogue? A, full moon, or B, new moon? A or B, Jamo? I'm going to go with full moon, Nick. Yay! Come on. Two out of five so far. Moving on to question number three. What is the term for the fear of werewolves? Werewolves. So what is the term for the fear of werewolves? Lanka, thropophobia, or lupo, lupophobia. Okay? Yes. 15 seconds on the clock, please. Clock. <coughs> so, I've lost the question. Where's it gone? What is the term for the fear of rare rules? Is it A, lycanthropophobia, or B, Lupophobia. A or B, Damo? Lycanthropia, A. Yes! Oh, well done, Damo. Okay, so that is three out of five. Question number four. Which ancient civilization is known for having uh, prominent... Why didn't we just finish by talking? Or because the people around the world are going to think that all English people can't say the word werewolf, and we all go werewolves. Let's just finish by saying werewolves. Yeah, werewolves. Yeah. Okay. okay. In which ancient civilization is known for having prominent werewolf legends in its mythology? Is it A. Greek or B. Egyptian? Fifteen seconds on the clock, please. Which ancient civilization is known for having prominent werewolf legends in its mythology? A, Greek, or B, Egyptian? A or B, Dano, please. I think it's Greek. Yes, come on. He knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. But can he make five out of five? Okay. Are you ready, Damon? I'm ready, man. Are you steady? I'm as steady as I'll ever be. Okay, let's get the cat off the keyboard. Thank you. Thank God it wasn't a werewolf on the keyboard, mate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is it. This is just for five points. <sighs> okay. Okay. What is the traditional 
what is the traditional method to kill a werewolf in many folklores? Is it A, a silver bullet? Or is it B, a wooden stake through the heart? What is the traditional method to kill a werewolf? No! In many folklores, is it A, a silver bullet? Or is it B, a wooden stake? A or B, Jamo? Nick, I want to bring it home, mate. It's got to be a silver bullet. Yay, ladies and gentlemen! Go, Damon! Go, Damon! Go Damon, go Damon, yes. go Damon, go Damon, come on, come on, go Damon, go Damon. <laughs> well done, mate, absolutely fantastic. Out of the five park. Out of five, you've knocked it right out of the park, Intercanic Chase. Intercanic, well done. Yes, yeah. Well done. Thank you so much, well Nick, done. I love that, I love that. I was uh, trying to do this quiz with my cat. Literally jumping all over me, my if, little kitten. Yeah, if, if you guys could see what I could see, it was it was brilliant. You, you're moving papers out the way, and there's a kitten kept popping its head up. <laughs> but the show's got to go on, Damon. Yeah. The show must go on. And they really are fairy children, so we have to have them around us, don't we? Oh, uh, do you know what? Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Love your long time. Stop it. <laughs> I'll get me in. Wait. You wait till next week. You wait, Why? mate. I'm, I'm not here next, mate. I'm not here next week, mate. No. I'm not here. Where are you going? I don't know, but if you're going to do something, I'm not going to be here. Oh no, I won't do anything. I promise. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Listen. Thanks to Wayne for getting in touch. Yes. Um, remember, if anybody has any sort of similar. Um, explanation to, to what Wayne and his son experienced. Remember, they, they saw a grey blur shoot across the room from the living room door, and it knocked a small picture off the wall. Mm. Um, and Wayne really hasn't spoken to many people about it. So here at the Undiscovered Planet podcast, we are so grateful for him. Extremely, to yeah. Take time out and, uh, and, and share his experience. So if anybody else has had a similar experience, let us know. Undiscoveredplanet at hotmail.com is our email address. And as Damo said earlier, you know, you're more than welcome to come on, whether it be live when we record this, uh, or we could talk to you pre-recorded, either myself or Damo, um, or both of us, and, and we can go from there. But, yeah, get in touch. Thank you so much to everybody that, that's taken the time out to... yeah. To, to listen to our little show, The Undiscovered. Great show, mate, as well. Well done. That was I, a good one. And I've got to thank you very much. I'm going to say, from me and Damo, we love your long time. No, yes, Nick. we do. <sighs> right, okay. Um, can we also just say a, a huge thank you as well to, uh, as always, to Emmy for all her hard work uh, and what she does to help to get the show together. Couldn't do it without Emmy. We just couldn't. Thanks, Emma. Love you. Um, and are we, should we mention Josh? Do we have to? Go <laughs> on, we can't not mention him. Oh, Josh, thank you, Josh. Okay, Cheers, Josh. move on. Move yeah. on, move, move on. on quickly. Move on. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Go on, move right, on. Right, we'll move on. Well, Nick, it's it's sadly coming to the end of the show again. So oh. um, I think what we're best doing now then is saying the goodbyes. Um, 
and obviously welcome again to the guys in, in Spain. Please, 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 we say this every week, but the only way Hola. that this is going to keep growing and growing and growing is you keep spreading the love and tell more and more people about us and allowing people to connect with us so we can connect with them and make this bigger world a lot smaller so we can all talk together. I'm just going to lower the tone slightly for those people that are on my level, but the show is like a penis. If you stroke it, it will grow. It will. It's that simple. It will. It will. Uh, 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 do you know one way? <laughs> you just lowered it. Yeah, I, I, I can't know. believe. Terrible. I can't believe Terrible. that you brought you were, you you were a bit edgy earlier on, thinking, "Oh, has he gone too far mentioning all these things about what this guy's been doing?" And then you drop a cock in it at the end. Yeah, I know. You've got to. You've got to. <laughs> drop a cock whenever you can. That's what they say. <laughs> um. Yeah, mate, really enjoyed it again. Always love well speaking done, to well you, mate. Um, we'll be back next week with a, another uh, subject we can talk about. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then. But until then, from me, goodbye and have a great week, everybody. Thank you very much. Lovely long time. Undiscovered Planet Podcast, hosted by Davo Sims and Nick Stapani. Brought to you by Screaming Head Productions and SBN Media UK. Today's researcher, Emma Botley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge to bring you this captivating episode. Sponsored by Studio 2 in Northamptonshire and Paralysis Escape Rooms in Stoke-on-Trent.